0: Hello, my name is Vance Need, and welcome to Episode 9 of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called the Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe speaks with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. And here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics and continue the conversation. Now we've been in the middle, now kind of nearing the end of a series on dispensationalism and we're going to pick up right from where we left off, so let's do this thing. So in the previous dispensation that we took a look at, the dispensation of grace, it ended with an event known as the rapture and I want to pick it up from here just by way of review. So the rapture is the event where believers are removed from the earth. And we find this in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. And it says this, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So what we see here very clearly is that this is the event where believers are caught up in the air there's a there's a reception in the clouds so to speak and then they are immediately taken off to the judgment seat of Christ. Now the judgment seat of Christ is an event in scripture where believers are judged for their service not their salvation so this doesn't this doesn't determine your eternal destiny but it does determine how well you served the Lord with your life. We see that in 2 Corinthians 5.10, which says this, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, while this event is happening for the church, there's simultaneously an event that's beginning down on the earth, and this is something known as the tribulation. Now, I just want to be super clear. We're going to talk a little bit about the tribulation for context sake, because this is a seven-year period, That is between the rapture of the church and the next dispensation that we're taking a look at today, the millennium. But this will be in no way exhaustive as far as talking about this particular event. Now, if you are looking for something exhaustive, this podcast actually is premiering on January 20th of 2021. And at that time, there is still time to sign up for the Daniel and Revelation eschatology class taught by Greg Axe. You've only missed one class by this point. You can sign up at lfbi.org. You can get access. You can catch up on that class and be prepared for the second one. So this tribulation period is also known as Daniel's 70th week, which you see in Daniel chapter 9 verse 27. Also the time of Jacob's trouble, which you find in Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 4 through 7. And what's clear from that last title is that this is a time where attention is focused back onto the nation of Israel. We talked about the book of Acts being a transition from Jews to Gentiles, and it kind of happened in a slow, gradual sense, almost like God was God was a DJ, I guess, and he's got a record, one that's Jews and one that's Gentiles, and he's slowly mixing from Jews to Gentiles. Well, when the rapture takes place, God just cuts the record right back. Like, he doesn't attempt to mix it at all. It's just a hard cut, and all of a sudden, we're listening to Jewish beats again. I think this analogy works. But this is a seven-year period that's essentially broken into two halves, two three-and-a-half-year periods. The first half, the tribulation, we see things like the Antichrist come on the scene. He's a man of peace, seemingly, and a treaty is established. There's peace in the Middle East, and the Jews are actually able via this treaty to rebuild their temple, and everything seems to be going well. But by the time we make it to the back half of the tribulation, the last three and a half years, the Antichrist is actually revealed to be the man of sin. This treaty is broken. This Antichrist turns his back on the nation of Israel. And there is a worldwide campaign to essentially stomp out the Jews. There's fierce persecution such like there's never been before. Now, at the end of that seven year period, it climaxes with the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see this in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. And I'm going to read this whole passage, even though it's a little bit long, because it's awesome. So it says this, and I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And what we see here is that Jesus is coming to battle. He's come to take the kingdom that rightly belongs to him. We find the details of this a little bit further down in verses 19 through 21. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So obviously pretty gruesome, but also the Lord Jesus Christ gets an uncontestable victory. And as a result, we see this in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, Satan is bound and he'll be bound for a thousand literal years. It says this, So with Satan bound, we begin the seventh dispensation, the millennium, located in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 15. Now, in this dispensation, we find that the chief steward is the nations. And there are several passages that we could pull, but take a look at Micah chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths." For the law shall go forth of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among many people, and rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall sit every man under his vine, and under his fig tree, and none shall make him afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts hath spoken it. Now, what we find here is that the task of the nations is simply to submit to Jesus Christ and his government. And this is where Jesus is ruling with a rod of iron. There's no choice. This is his government. This is his show. Our job is simply to obey. Now, the task of the steward here is simply to submit to Jesus Christ and his government. There's there's no talking back. There's no difference of opinion. Jesus said it. That's what everyone must do. In Psalm chapter 72, verses 8 through 11, it says this, He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river unto the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the Isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. I want you all to think about this for a second. Jesus Christ is going to physically, visibly, bodily reign on this earth for a thousand years, and it will be, in every sense of the word, a perfect government. Humanity will have everything it needs. It will have the one thing that it needs, Jesus Christ ruling and reigning from a throne. And yet, we know that there is a failure, and this is, again— incredible, the fact that after a thousand years of peace throughout the whole world, there is going to be yet another uprising, another rebellion against the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Listen in Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 9. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together battle the number whom is as the sand of the sea and they went up on the breadth of the earth encompassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from god out of heaven and devoured them so this is the last stand satan's last and final rebellion and something that we can't miss here is the fact that satan has literally been bound for a thousand years he's been subdued there's no chance that he himself can escape. He's loosed for a little season, and yet he's still as rebellious as ever. This is, this is someone who cannot be redeemed. Satan is an enemy. He's prideful, and even though there's nothing he can do about God ruling and reigning, yet he still goes out to stand against the Lord. And the tragic thing is that there are nations that stand with Satan against the Lord. So after we see that these rebellious folk are defeated, there is a judgment, and this is where we find the great white throne judgment. Praise the Lord. Believers in Jesus Christ do not find themselves at this judgment, but simply the unbelieving dead throughout all time. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, it says this, And they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And after this event, the great white throne judgment, we see the establishing of a new heavens and a new earth with a new Jerusalem, and everything is perfect, as God intended. Now, the events of those you can read on further in Revelation, but from from a dispensational standpoint, the millennium doesn't just encompass the thousand years, but continues on in perpetuity. It establishes Christ's kingdom on the earth, the final battle, but then we have perfect peace, where we are able to finally be with our Lord and serve Him in perfection, to serve Him in righteousness, and not because we and ourselves are righteous, but because Christ is our righteousness. And and this is something that I am looking forward to. And we've done it. We, we've made it through all seven dispensations. And I want to thank you for coming along with me for that. We've got a couple more things to talk about as it relates to dispensationalism. And so We'll keep going on that for a few more episodes. But as always, again, thanks for joining us on this one. If you have questions either about this content or about about the Living Faith Bible Institute, I'd encourage you to go to lfbi.org. Of course, you've been mentioning the whole time. Greg Axe has a class, Daniel and Revelation. Sign up and enroll at lfbi.org. Of course, Revelation Made Simple also by Greg Axe will be available for purchase soon as well. So look out for that. As always, I want to thank you for joining me and I hope to talk to you next time.